This is Everyday Light, a perfectly imperfect reading of the One Year Daily Bible. I'm Molly, a fellow pilgrim on the road to the kingdom, and it is a joy to have you traveling this journey with me, with the Word of God as a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Welcome. This is the one-year Bible reading for December 19th. We are reading the book of Zephaniah today, so let me give you that background. Zephaniah prophesied in the days of Josiah, king of Judah, who followed God. During his reign, the book of the law was discovered in the temple. After reading it, Josiah began a great religious revival in Judah with Zephaniah's help. Although this great revival turned the nation back to God, it did not fully eliminate idolatry and so lasted only a short time. Twelve years after Josiah's death, Judah was invaded by Babylon, and a number of people were sent into exile. The Lord gave these messages to Zephaniah when Josiah, son of Ammon, was king of Judah. Zephaniah was the son of Cushai, son of Gedaliah, son of Amariah, son of Hezekiah. I will sweep away everything in all your land, says the Lord. I will sweep away both people and animals alike. Even the birds of the air and the fish in the sea will die. I will reduce the wicked to heaps of rubble along with the rest of humanity, says the Lord. I will crush Judah and Jerusalem with my fist and destroy every last trace of their Baal worship. I will put an end to all the idolatrous priests so that even the memory of them will disappear. For they go up to their roofs and bow down to the sun, moon, and stars. They claim to follow the Lord, but then they worship Molech. Two, so I will destroy them, and I will destroy those who used to worship me, but now no longer do. They no longer ask for the Lord's guidance or seek my blessings. Stand in silence in the presence of the sovereign Lord, for the awesome day of the Lord's judgment has come. The Lord has prepared his people for a great slaughter and has chosen their executioners. On that day of judgment, says the Lord, I will punish the leaders and princes of Judah and all those following pagan customs. Yes, I will punish those who participate in pagan worship ceremonies and those who steal and kill to fill their master's homes with loot. On that day, says the Lord, a cry of alarm will come from the fish gate and echo throughout the newer Mishnah section of the city, and a great crashing sound will come from the surrounding hills. Wail in sorrow all those who live in the market area, for all who buy and sell there will die. I will search with lanterns in Jerusalem's darkest corners to find and punish those who sit contented in their sins, indifferent to the Lord, thinking he will do nothing at all to them. They are the very ones whose property will be plundered by the enemy, whose homes will be ransacked. They will never have a chance to live in the new homes they have built. They will never drink wine from the vineyards they have planted. That terrible day of the Lord is near. Swiftly it comes, a day when strong men will cry bitterly. It is a day when the Lord's anger will be poured out. It is a day of terrible distress and anguish, a day of ruin and desolation, a day of darkness and gloom, of clouds, blackness, trumpet calls, and battle cries. Go uh, Down go the walled cities and the strongest battlements. Because you have sinned against the Lord, I will make you as helpless as a blind man searching for a path. Your blood will be poured out onto the dust, and your bodies will lie there rotting on the ground. 
Your silver and gold will be of no use to you on that day for the Lord of the day of the Lord's anger. For the whole land will be devoured by the fire of his jealousy. He will make a terrifying end of all the people on earth. Gather together and pray, you shameless nation. Gather while there is still time before judgment begins and your opportunity is blown away like chaff. Act now before the fierce fury of the Lord falls and the terrible day of the Lord's anger begins. Beg the Lord to save you, all you who are humble, all you who uphold justice. Walk humbly and do what is right. Perhaps even yet the Lord will protect you from his anger on the day of destruction. Gaza, Ashkelon, Ashdod, Ekron, these Philistine cities too will be rooted out and left in desolation. And how terrible it will be for you Philistines who live along the coast and in the land of Canaan. For this judgment is against you too. The Lord will destroy you until not one of you is left. The coastal area will become a pasture, a place of shepherd camps and enclosures for sheep. The few survivors of the tribe of Judah will pasture there. They will lie down to rest in the abandoned houses of Ascalon. For the Lord their God will visit his people in kindness and restore their prosperity again. I have heard the taunts of the people of Moab and Ammon, mocking my people and invading their borders. Now, as surely as I live, says the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, Moab and Ammon will be destroyed as completely as Sodom and Gomorrah. Their land will become a place of stinging nettles, salt pits, and eternal desolation. Those of my people who are left will plunder them and take their land. They will receive the wages of their prides, for they have scoffed at the people of the Lord Almighty. The Lord will terrify them as he destroys all the gods in the land. Then the people from the nations around the world will worship the Lord, each in their own land. You Ethiopians will also be slaughtered by my sword, says the Lord. And the Lord will strike the lands of the north with his fist. He will destroy Assyria and make its great capital Nineveh, a desolate wasteland, parched like a desert. The city that was once so proud will become a pasture for sheep and cattle. All sorts of wild animals will settle there. Owls of many kind will live among the ruins of its palaces, hooting from the gaping windows. Rubble will block all the doorways, and the cedar paneling will lie open to the wind and weather. This is the fate of that boisterous city, once so secure. In all the world there is no city as great as I, it boasted. But now look how it has become an utter ruin, a place where animals live. Everyone passing that way will laugh in derision or shake a fist in defiance. I just want to pause there because I think we need the context, the historical context of Nineveh to truly understand this prophecy. Because we heard about it uh, yesterday too, or the day before in Nahum. So Nineveh, I read in my um, commentary today. Um, to predict the destruction of Nineveh 10 years before it happened would be the equivalent to predicting the destruction of Tokyo, Moscow, or New York. Nineveh was the ancient Near Eastern center for culture, technology, and beauty. It had great libraries, buildings, and a vast irrigation system that created lush gardens in the city. The city wall was 60 miles long, 100 feet high, and over 30 feet wide, and it was fortified with 1,500 towers. 
yet the entire city was destroyed so completely that its very existence was questioned until it was discovered with great difficulty by 19th century archaeologists. Nineveh had indeed become as desolate and dry as a desert. So I just wanted to show you historically how that prophecy was fulfilled. How terrible it will be for rebellious, polluted Jerusalem, the city of violence and crime. It proudly refuse, refuses to listen even to the voice of the Lord. No one can tell it anything. It refuses all correction. It does not trust in the Lord or draw near to its God. Its leaders are like roaring lions hunting for their victims, out for everything they can get. Its judges are like ravenous wolves at evening time, who by dawn have left no trace of their prey. Its prophets are arrogant liars seeking their own gain. Its priests defile the temple by disobeying God's laws. But the Lord is still there in the city, and he does no wrong. Day by day, his justice is more evident, but no one takes notice. The wicked know no shame. I have wiped out many nations, devastating their fortress walls and towers. Their cities are now deserted. Their streets are in silent ruin. There are no survivors to even tell what happened. I thought, surely they will have reverence for me now. Surely they will listen to my warnings so I won't need to strike again. But no, however much I punish them, they continue their evil practices from dawn till dusk and dusk till dawn. So now the Lord says, be patient. The time is coming soon when I will stand up and accuse these evil nations. For it is my decision to gather together the kingdoms of the earth and pour out my fiercest anger and fury upon them. All the earth will be devoured by the fire of my jealousy. On that day, I will purify the lips of all people so that everyone will be able to worship the Lord together. My scattered people who live beyond the rivers of Ethiopia will come to present their offerings. And then you will no longer need to be ashamed of yourselves, for you will no longer be rebels against me. I will remove all the proud and arrogant people from among you. There will be no pride on my holy mountain. Those who are left will be the lowly and the humble, for it is they who trust in the name of the Lord. The people of Israel who survive will do no wrong to each other, never telling lies or deceiving one another. They will live peaceful lives, lying down to sleep in safety. There will be no one to make them afraid. Sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. For the Lord will remove his hand of judgment and will disperse the armies of your enemy. And the Lord himself, the King of Israel, will live among you. At last your troubles will be over and you will fear disaster no more. On that day, the announcement to Jerusalem will be, Cheer up, Zion. Don't be afraid, for the Lord your God has arrived to live among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will rejoice over you with great gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will exult over you by singing a happy song. I will gather you who mourn for the appointed festivals. You will be disgraced no more, and I will deal severely with all who have oppressed you. I will save the weak and helpless ones. I will bring together those who were chased away. I will give glory and renown to my former exiles who have been mocked and shamed. On that day, I will gather you together and bring you home again. I will give you a good name 
a name of distinction among all the nations of the earth. They will praise you as I restore your fortunes before their very eyes. I, the Lord, have spoken. Revelation chapter 10. Then I saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven, surrounded by a cloud with a rainbow over his head. His face shone like the sun and his feet were like pillars of fire. And in his hand was a small scroll, which he had unfold, unrolled. He stood with his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land. And he gave a great shout like the roar of a lion. And when he shouted, the seven thunders answered. When the seven thunders spoke, I was about to write, but a voice from heaven called to me, keep secret what the seven thunders said. Do not write it down. Then the mighty angel standing on the sea and on the land lifted his right hand to heaven, and he swore an oath in the name of the one who lives forever and ever, who created heaven and everything in it, the earth and everything in it, and the sea and everything in it. He said, God will wait no longer, but when the seventh angel blows his trumpet, God's mysterious plan will be fulfilled. It will happen just as he announced it to his servants, the prophets. Then the voice from heaven called to me again, go and take the unrolled scroll from the angel who is standing on the sea and on the land. So I approached him and asked him to give me the little scroll. Yes, take it and eat it, he said. At first it will taste like honey, but when you swallow it, it will make your stomach sour. So I took the little scroll from the hands of the angel and I ate it. It was sweet in my mouth, but it made my stomach sour. Then he said to me, you must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, languages, and kings. Psalm 138, a Psalm of David. I give you thanks, O Lord, with all my heart. I will sing your praises before the gods. I bow before your holy temple as I worship. I will give thanks to your name for your unfailing love and faithfulness, because your promises are backed by the, all the honor of your name. When I pray, you answer me. You encourage me by giving me the strength I need. Every king in all the earth will give you thanks, O Lord, for all of them will hear your words. Yes, they will sing about the Lord's ways, for the glory of the Lord is very great. Though the Lord is great, he cares for the humble, but he keeps his distance from the proud. Though I am surrounded by troubles, you will preserve me against the anger of my enemies. You will clench your fist against my angry enemies. Your power will save me. The Lord will work out his plans for my life, for your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. Don't abandon me, for you made me. Proverbs 30, 11 through 14. Some people curse their father and do not thank their mother. They feel pure, but they are filthy and unwashed. They are proud beyond description and disdainful. They devour the poor with teeth as sharp as swords or knives. They destroy the needy from the face of the earth. And to end, we're continuing with Dietrich Bonhoeffer's consideration of the names of God in relation to the nativity. So yesterday we talked about Wonderful Counselor, and today it is Mighty God. Mighty God is the name of this child. The child in the manger is none other than God himself. Nothing greater could be said. God became a child. He lies in the manger, poor like us, wretched and helpless like us. 
a human of flesh and blood like us, our brother. And yet he is God, yet he is strength. Where is the divinity? Where is the strength of this child? In the divine love in which he became just like us. His poverty in the manger is his strength. In the strength of love, he overcomes the chasm between God and humanity. Love you all. Have a beautiful day.